You have reached the voicemail box of Speed Dial with Ira Madison III and Doreen St. Felix. This week, we're talking about Ira's adventures in Iceland and self-care for black people. Leave a message. At the tone, please record your voice message. Doreen, D-Money, you got to call me back. I've been missing Iceland so much, and I just realized we haven't had a chance to talk about my trip last month. Call me back, girl. So, first thing, I don't know if I like D-Money anymore, so I don't know... I don't think you can keep calling wow. me D-Money for right now. But wow. what is more important okay. is that it's true, boo. We haven't talked about Iceland. That picture of you in the snow and the ice looking like a jolly black man is one of the best photos I've ever seen. <laughs> it makes me so happy. And anyone who knows me knows that I have never been a jolly black man in my <laughs> life. <laughs> But you were in Iceland, it seems. It was fun, right? I was, which is so shocking because there are so many white people in Iceland, but I was truly happy. And I think I just realized that I hate American white people. I mean, after this month especially, I don't know how anybody, including white people, could like American white people. But the best, like the great right. thing about this is we don't even have to talk about them right now. We can just like go outside of America Take me to Iceland. Like, what was it like? Why did you even go? Well, um, I want a trip to Iceland on The Price is Right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I um, I went for the Secret Solstice Music Festival, uh, which was being headlined by Radiohead um, of Monsters and Men, who you think you don't know, but I think like one of their songs played in an iPod commercial, so you've definitely heard a song of theirs. Um, And um, Sister Sledge was also (laughs) a surprise (laughs) headliner. Okay, okay, Iceland, I see you. (laughs) Right, Um, getting in with the We Are family, um, and they knew all the lyrics to that song. I'm not just talking the chorus either. Like they knew <laughs> all the lyrics to We Are Family. I don't even know all the lyrics to We Are Family. <laughs> oh my God. So the Icelandic, what Icelanders, whatever you call Icelanders. people from Iceland, they got us beat when it comes to, to black celebration songs. But the craziest thing about this trip is you were in a volcano. Well, so I was actually on the first ever concert inside a volcano trip. Chino Moreno, who's from the band The Deftones, did like a concert inside this volcano. Hmm. He actually only sang like three songs. So the entire process of getting in and out of this volcano did not seem worth it in the moment. Um, But in retrospect, I'm glad that I went inside the volcano. I did almost die, but I'm glad I went inside the volcano. It's just that you had to like hike up the volcano. So like, here's the story. They sold a bunch of tickets to like VIP people, mm-hmm. and I was already there for the festival, and like I wanted to go on this like once in a lifetime thing, and it's like 
I'm from MTV, so can I get up in this volcano? <laughs> um, and I got in the volcano, but because I wasn't one of the VIP people, I had to walk 40 minutes up the volcano, and it was windy as fuck. Uh, and then I get up there, and then it starts raining, and the wind is out of control. What? And so like, you feel like you're gonna fly off the top of the volcano while you're climbing up and going down into it. Were there steps? How did you just go up the volcano? There was like a there was like a ladder on like laid on the ground on the side of it. So you're walking up that and there's like a rope for you to hold on to. I wish you could see that my face was, right now. I'm very perturbed. <laughs> I know. It's like I was doing it and I was like this is how white people die. Um, why am I here? Like, I kept thinking I was going to be one of those, like, Everest statistics where <laughs> people die on Mount Everest and you're supposed to feel bad for them. But then you're like, bitch, why did you climb up Mount Everest? I was going to say, black place? people would people be so dying. mad at you. Like, we would be, we would go to your <laughs> funeral, but we'd be side eyeing you in the casket. Like, this dumbass <laughs> had to go up a volcano in Iceland in the cold and now I'm at his funeral like I would be I would mourn you but I would be annoyed the one black life that does not matter <laughs> the people who die on volcanoes um, but then it was cold inside the volcano like I mean cold aren't they supposed to be uh, hot and I th well okay so like I thought it was gonna be hot too but I'm like I guess you don't want it to be hot in a volcano because that means it's about to erupt. <laughs> um, True. It has not erupted in like 4,000 years. So I felt pretty safe that, you know, I wasn't going to die that way. And then when the concert was over, we sort of climbed out of the volcano and the weather had gotten even worse. So the Coast Guard actually like lifted us back to the festival. The Coast Guard? Yes. That's so this how was bad an emergency, basically. Yes. Wow. It was an actual emergency. That's an amazing story though. It makes me want to go to Iceland. And I want to go in that blue lagoon that you and Beyonce yes. were hanging out in. Okay, so like the Blue Lagoon is a resort um slash hot spring where you can hang out soak in like some water get a clay mask it's full of tourists but you can sort of like drown out the tourists um and just do your thing um or if you're beyonce you can just rent out the blue lagoon and there won't be any tourists there at all so you know whichever whichever works for you and your budget <laughs> i mean we can just probably expense renting out the blue lagoon to viacom right like it's do you not... think MTV would do that for us? For sure. We're black. <laughs> they owe us. <laughs> uh. But no, like, you have... So Ira has so many pictures of himself during this impromptu vacation to Iceland. And the pictures of the Blue Lagoon, they were hard for me to understand because it's like... It's cold, but it's hot, right? <laughs> it's cold outside, right. but it's, it's a natural hot spring. And so it's like a nature's jacuzzi. Is that what happens? Yeah. It's basically nature's jacuzzi. I'm sitting in the spring, 
drinking a glass of Prosecco, um, just living that casual luxury life. If any of you want to see those photos, my Instagram is Ira the Third. Um, that is I R A T H E T H I R D. Let me get that Instagram promo. Uh, <laughs> I am dying right now. <laughs> Maybe some people want to slide into my Instagram DMs. I don't know. If you're cute. Yeah. Only if you're cute. Or you got money. Or both. I ain't sorry, as Beyonce said. Um, and she and I have both been to the same hot spring, and none of you hoes have been. So stay mad. <laughs> But also follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so now that you're done promoting your Instagram, you Instagram honey, are there like any other things that you want to talk about with Iceland? Because you were there for a while. Like you didn't just stay for the festival, right? So what else did you experience? No, I was there for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was like off the chain. Um, are you sure? I had whale. I had whale. Which is like steak, but even better. What? Um, and I know some vegans are going to try and come for me, but the whale was so fucking good. What does whale like, taste like? What's the texture? I said like steak, but sweeter. Like it was grilled. It was juicy. It was, ugh. It was hot. <laughs> oh my it, God. I could have whale. If I could have, like, whale tacos, my life would be, like, on point. But I'm sure that, like, violates some sort of, like, I don't know. I saw that Blackwater movie about SeaWorld or whatever, so. I think it was called Blackfish. I believe the movie was (laughs) called Blackfish. You don't even care. You you don't give a damn about the tilicums of the world, Ira. (laughs) I want... Some whale tacos. The shit was on point. They have great food. They're also obsessed with hot dogs there. Really? You know how much I love hot dogs? Let me promote myself at this point. Everyone, (laughs) search at D St. Felix and hot dog on Twitter. I promise you there will be at least 10 tweets this past year about me feeding for hot dogs. I love them so much. I love those nitrates. They get me going. Well, damn. Less on point was the fermented shark that I ate. Excuse me? What did you eat? I ate fermented shark. This goes, this, okay. Remember the volcano thing? How if you had died in the volcano, black people wouldn't have (laughs) been there for you? Yes. You can include this in that situation. You had no business eating something called fermented shark. I've heard of this. This it's is the shark that they stick in the dirt for like 10 years. Yes. It's like a delicacy. You're supposed to eat it. And then you take a shot of Brennavin, um, which is a schnapps that tastes kind of like vodka um, to like wash down the taste of this intense oh ass shark. God. Wow. You've, you only went to Iceland for a week, but you're like the... Um, expert on it. Thank you for this, for that tip. Now I really want to go to Iceland, you know? You should go when Danielle Brooks goes. Um, because when I tweeted out my article, um, Danielle Brooks Tasty from Orange is the New Black responded to it and was like, Oh my God, amazing. I love this article. I can't wait. Iceland's my next trip. I'm like, girl, take me with you. 
Iceland was very luxuriating for me, um, but that was a month ago. So this week is the one month anniversary of Orlando. And I think it's been like a trying month as an American, specifically as an American of color. And I just want to talk about how you've been coping with that. Like, what kind of self-care regimens have you been finding are helpful in times like this? I'll admit it's been really difficult. For me, the first um, obstacle that I have to overcome is the idea that I even deserve to be happy or even deserve to do something that's self-care oriented. And I think that has to do... Um, with just like the nature of working on the internet and maybe you feel this way too, Ira, but it's like, so when these things happen, you know, after Orlando, you wrote a piece, you went to the pride parade and you reported on it. And I wrote a piece after the killing of Philando Castile. And because you feel obligated, especially as a black writer, a black critic to comment on these things, it ends up being really difficult for me to like separate my job from my emotions so it's like I don't even know if I've really had a moment to kind of just be with myself and say wow I experienced some secondhand trauma over the past month and I need to process it so I'm still at that point I think it's also hard just because like we follow other black writers you know and we follow people who are activists and sort of involved in doing something after these um, tragedies. And it's really hard to like be like, oh, I'm just going to chill here and want some TV or, you know, even express that you're doing that out loud because there's always the chance that like someone's going to like come after you. Yeah, and they be get like, mad. Oh, but you don't care? Yeah, like you're not marching in the streets. You're not writing something, you're not speaking out, you're not vocalizing. When, I mean, studies literally show this for a lot of people, that stuff is damaging. And it, what's better is that they, you know, turn inward and do things to maintain their sanity, essentially, in a climate that is crazy, in a climate that's insane. The best, to me, the best example of how just scary and violent this past month has been was the Bahamas issued a travel advisory for black men who were traveling to America. And basically the gist of it is if you're a black man traveling to this country, be careful if you go to cities that are affected by police violence. And while obviously that was that was shade, obviously they were kind of like, you know what, we're going to like... <laughs> <laughs> These Americans That's think that so they're so shady. first world or whatever. We're going to show them <laughs> they're not that much better than us. But still, like, it is true. I'm Haitian. I've had people from Haiti call us. And it's really jarring for them to be like, y'all are right. Because every time we get electricity and we watch TV, we see some shits going down in your country. Yeah. And it's like, I know that there's been a lot of like feedback about this damn Pokemon game that people have been playing this week. Uh, and I've been one of them, but you know what? It feels good playing this game. You know, it mm. feels nice 
to play it, um, to be focused on something that is not dead people and writing about dead people constantly. And I actually find it kind of ironic that there's been so many people online being like, oh, y'all are playing this game instead of like doing anything in the wake of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling. And it's like, y'all are the same people who were just talking about how stressful it is as black people to write about death Mm. as soon as it happens. And yet you want to police people trying to do anything but that, you know? And I get that a lot of that is directed towards white people um, because it feels a little bit like the ice bucket challenge when that happened after Ferguson. But this isn't the ice bucket challenge, you know? This isn't like Ferguson happened and then white people were like, you know what, let's focus on like something else um, that we can solve, you know? It's literally just a video game. And if you're not playing a video game, you're probably watching Real Housewives, you know? Or you're watching Big Brother, or you're going to see Ghostbusters this weekend, or just hanging out with your friends, you know? And all those things are okay. Self-care doesn't say that by focusing on, you know, maintaining your happiness, that you're therefore negating the terrible things that are happening in the world. That's not the point of self-care. Self-care is just a tool. There's nothing you can do, you know, at a very base level. Maybe that's like defeatist for me to say, but at the end of the day, these people are dead. At the end of the day, we live in a white supremacist state. At the end of the day, you're in danger, right? But you're also alive. So if there are things that you can do to make being alive a little bit easier, you should pursue them. And you shouldn't have to feel, black people especially, that you can't hold multiple ideas in your head at once, right? So the logic saying that, oh, you shouldn't be like playing Pokemon Go right now, it's suggesting that you can't be against the police state, but then also have fun. It's that you have to put all of your focus, all of your energy into protest or into radicalism, however that would manifest for you. And that leads to burnout. That kills people one way or another. And it's no way to live. You know, I've managed to play Pokemon Go while also write articles, while also attending a Black Lives Matter rally, while also donating money. You know, it's not impossible to do. And just because people aren't talking about doing that constantly doesn't mean that they aren't doing it, you know? Yeah, like for a lot of people, it's actually a very personal inner, it's like a feature of their inner life. And so it's not something that they might even be comfortable letting people know that they're doing. And why should they be honestly? Every day there's another report of, you know, police in whatever city tracking down people who post quote-unquote anti-cop statuses and arresting them or the people who go out to protests you know if you're a high-profile person like d-ray for example he's out in this protest in baton rouge and he gets arrested the police know who he is right but they're so it's really easy for them to find out his location based off of social media and so it might even be a protective measure that people who you're like oh why aren't they saying anything it might just be that they don't want certain people knowing where they are the people who 
are like, oh, why aren't you doing this and that after these two deaths? It's like, first of all, black people are getting killed by police every day. Every like, damn these are the day. Ones, these are the ones that are publicized because there's a video of it. I mean, if you're really that mob deep about it, you shouldn't be doing anything ever but marching every day. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you go to the movies the week before Alton Sterling? Because I guarantee somebody was dead that week. Yeah, the logic is just, it's nonsensical. But it's all a part of this, like, performativeness, you know? And I think self-care is, like, taking away the performance, you know? Like, we talk about the performative wokeness of, like, some white people, but then, like, there's also the performative wokeness that people expect you to exhibit as a black person, um, especially one, you know, in the public eye. Yeah, it sucks. Like, over the weekend, I guess I was doing some kind of self-care stuff, even though I wasn't calling it that. But I was, like, hanging out with a few other black writers. Like, we got a bunch of Prosecco. We were relaxing. And then also, like, I made this dinner that took me four hours to make. And just taking my body, taking my brain, and focusing it on this task, right, and... The point of this task ultimately is just to nourish me. It's just to make me feel happy. And that, it was crazy how it just made me forget everything else that was going on in the world, right? Because it's like I had these vegetables. I had to peel these vegetables. I had to chop them. I had these immediate things to do. Um, So for me, self-care is, it manifests not necessarily by doing activities that are like relaxing per se and more just doing things like cooking or cleaning just taking care of the environment around me it makes me feel really centered and really stable when everything else in the world just is is chaotic well i mean and you know i love me some prosecco like that's ira's fridge is always stocked with prosecco That is my hashtag casual luxury of 2016. Uh, Prosecco, 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 Prosecco. Um, I get a lot of my food from Trader Joe's, so it does not take me four hours to put together. Um, Luckily, I can play Pokemon for four hours a day if I so choose to. Or I can watch Days of Our Lives. Uh, What's some other things that we could suggest to some of our listeners maybe who want you know to take some time for themselves that's such a good question i think if you a lot of our listeners are internet people we're podcasts that people know because of the internet and while the internet is a great beautiful magical thing sometimes it's really good to turn it off because the internet is trash yeah and like really turn it off not just you know X out of your Twitter app on your phone. Like close the app, maybe uninstall it. Maybe actually physically shut down your computer. Maybe even turn off the Wi-Fi. I think, you know, people feel obligated to get news as it happens to maybe even get it in real time. But eventually you'll be informed. You know, there's nothing you can do to escape what's happening in America. And so I think... One thing that I'm really trying to do this week is when I'm done with work to actually just not check any of the apps that I do during the workday 
So that includes, you know, social media apps, email. That has been really helpful for me because then in the morning I feel more refreshed. So that's a really small self-care thing you can do. It doesn't take a lot of money. You literally all you have to do is move your finger and your life will be so much lighter. Well, since you are the king of casual luxury, hashtag casual luxury, Ira, what are some more like physical things you can do? Well, um, I could suggest going to Iceland, but (laughs) in lieu of going to Iceland, you know, maybe it is that favorite drink of yours, you know, like it's summertime, like chill in like the park, chill on your roof, chill in your backyard and just like sip a cocktail by yourself or with friends. I just recently started getting massages for the first time and I've gotten my life. Get a facial, you know? You can always clean up some skin issues. That's not self-care. That's, like, care for the people who have to look at you, too. (laughs) So that's also always beneficial. Maybe even throw yourself into work, you know? Like, getting my coins is my (laughs) (laughs) self-care. Because your coins are going to pay for all these damn massages that you're getting all the time. (laughs) Yes, and these Prosecco bottles. (laughs) And these things, like, you can, it's surprising how cheap a good massage or a good facial can be. You know, just, you should, there's a bunch of, like, beauty apps that are location-based. So just look at whatever apps are in your area. Look at Groupon. You know, like, you can get, like, a $30 facial sometimes. And Yeah, my massages are, like, $45, and I live in Los Angeles, so. You hear that, people? Los Angeles. Land of excessive wealth. If you're in like Minnesota or I don't know where our listeners are, um, you can probably get a massage for cheaper. Yeah. Have your auntie give you a massage. You know, maybe she needs the money. (laughs) Another thing that you can do for self-care during this terrible summer is listen to this really great podcast that I like. Ira, I think you like it too. It's called Speed Dial. We have a few episodes for you. Just start from the beginning. We're funny. Yes. Uh, we're researched. <laughs> we actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> and we would also love um, to start offering feedback to people, uh, whether it's on ways to embrace casual luxury and self-care whether you are feeling a little bit like tony braxton and you have some love woes going on in your life maybe you're in prison and you want us to be your one phone call either way give us a call at speed dial and our number is 424-354-9335 and repeat it one more time for the people at home. Yes, I will. Again, our number at Speed Dial with Ira and Doreen is 424-354-9335. We can't wait to hear from you. We can't wait to give you advice. Stay blessed.
This episode of Speed Dial was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovic for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV Podcasts. Subscribe to this and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.